You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi, I'm former Buffalo Bills wide receiver Don Beebe, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellas on Circling the Wagons podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. Because nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Where else would you rather be than right here, right now? Hey, hey, let's go Buffalo. Hey, hey, let's go Buffalo. The Bills make me wanna Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. The Buffalo Bills bring their motor to the Motor City and run over the Cleveland Browns 31-23 to to take the dub in Detroit and bring their record to 7-3 and on the season. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this recap episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I am your host, Nate, and this episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. If you're in the Western New York or Central New York area, do yourself a favor. Check out the Delago Resort and Casino. It is the jewel of Waterloo. We are going to discuss this Bill's victory today. We're going to go over our thoughts on the game, some stats of the game, maybe some hot takes of the game. Our sweet sassy molassie plays the game, and as always, our wall of famers and wall of shamers with some help from our amazing followers on Twitter. So, um, Bills win 31-23. Uh, the game wasn't really even that close. There were some garbage time touchdowns. Of course, for like a split second there, it kind of felt like uh, the Bills might lose that one if they didn't recover that onside kick or knock it out of bounds. But uh, luckily, I think the Bills were, were easily the better team today but uh josh allen struggled again but i will say this for josh allen he didn't have a lot of he didn't have any turnovers today which is a step in the right direction a step to getting back to what is hopefully mvp form josh allen um the defense was able to bottle up chubb uh tyler bass had five field goals today um this was this was a great game by the buffalo bills is as far as you look at it being a bounce back game, they did not destroy. I mean, you also have to take into account the fact that the Buffalo Bills were playing in a field that was not home to them. It was in a dome. It was in Detroit. There were a lot of Browns fans that probably wouldn't have been there if it was in Buffalo. Um, the Bills just got out to Detroit like a day before the game. So there's a lot of negatives the Bills had going in there in their direction going into this game. So I'm not upset. The fact that they only won by eight points, I'm okay with it. Um, I thought it was a gritty game. It wasn't pretty, but the Bills still end up with the W. I'm happy with it. I know it's uh I know it's against the three and six Browns that are now three and seven, but whatever, I'll take it. Uh John liked it. I'm joined by my co host John and Mike. Forgot to mention that. John, let's talk about hey, uh, hey, hey. <laughs> John is so I haven't checked on you since last week. You're off the ledge, you're feeling much better after that loss to the Vikings. You're you're in a good space now, right? 
Yeah, they're going to the Super Bowl. This is it. This is the year. Run the table. Let's go. <laughs> we're back. We're back in it. John, I love you, John. John is back in it. He's back on the uh, the wagon, right? Let's do this. So, so, uh, Mike, welcome to the podcast. How? What, what was your thought on on today's win? And uh, it wasn't pretty, but uh, I mean, geez, if John's fully on board, you've definitely got to be on board, right? I'm definitely on board. It was a fun game to watch, but it felt like the Bills should have won by 30. <laughs> Did you guys get that sense? Yeah, there were several points where uh, I think the game was either called incorrectly by the officials or, uh, I mean, the Bills didn't turn the ball over, so I think they should have won by more. But again, I mean, I think you're you're kind of measuring against the Josh Allen for before the bye week, right? You're thinking pre-bye week Josh Allen, not post-bye week Josh Allen, who has been struggling as of late, right? Struggling. When you say that? Yeah. Post-bye week, post-bye week Josh Allen, um, I'm just happy to get a win. And the fact that they scored 31 points somehow, great. Even though they had to get like several uh, turnovers in order to do that, that's fine with me. And especially considering Jacoby Brissett had an amazing game for Jacoby Brissett. Um, I, I'd argue I haven't followed his career closely. We've played against him several times. This this is easily the best game that he's ever had against us. Maybe the best game of his career. I mean, we're not doing stats of the game just yet, but just to give you guys an idea, he was 28 for 41, 324 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. And he also ran for 29 yards on top of that. I mean, the guy was throwing dimes, and that doesn't take into account... Mike, you were just mentioning that the Bills probably should have won by more. I think they could have won by a lot less because Jacoby Brissett had easily hit like two receivers in the hands in the end zone, and they dropped them both times. Um, and that, that could have run up the score easily or made it a lot closer, or potentially the Bills could have lost the game. Um, so I'm I'm completely fine with the way that, especially luckily we had Jordan Poyer back. Um, I think it could have gone the other way, to be honest, if I think about it that way. Well, <laughs> I, f- I feel like a little bit uh, the recency bias, but what sticks out to me is the ons- the second onside kick with freaking Gabe Davis on the hands team. <laughs> it's like, <clears throat> damn. <laughs> Just <laughs> after the Vikings game, it's a little bit more a different mentality. Uh, he is, he's like, is can I just say, like, I mean, we all like Gabe Davis, but he's like this year's Dawson Knox from like a couple of years ago. Like he'll make some amazing plays and then he'll drop some easy ones, right? Like that's, he gets like the Dawson Knox pre-breakout award for this. But yeah, what's he doing on the hands team? I mean, but then again, like who do you, who else do you want on the hands team? Do you want Isaiah McKenzie? Anyone. Not really. <laughs> Anyone. <laughs> yeah. James Cook, maybe? A little Captain Cook for you? John, Mike's... Mike's guy and John's guy. So John's been banging the drum for Captain Cook since basically since he's been drafted. And Mike came up with the nickname Captain Cook, which several people enjoyed on Twitter, social media. Um, so the captain, 11 carries for 86 yards, almost eight yards per carry today. Um, I mean, he is, is that a coming out just... party? <laughs> sure as hell feels like it. <laughs> Yeah, 86 yards uh, running the ball. He had uh, no yards receiving. He wasn't, but I mean, people always talk about him being a receiving threat. He wasn't today. Uh, credit 
credit to Ken Dorsey for dialing up some plays where he could run the ball really well. And Devin Singletary had a good game on top of that, 18 carries for the same amount of yardage, 86 yards, and he had that one touchdown as well. The Bills, for once, getting that run game going against a very bad run defense, but still, um, they did it, and they it's it's almost like, you know, people were blaming Ken Dorsey a lot this past few weeks when the Bills have struggled, which I get because nobody wants to blame Josh Allen. I think us on the podcast, I feel like we've been pretty critical of Josh Allen, maybe not to the point of like, he's not the guy, but to the point of like, he, we know he can play better. He's just, he's just making bad decisions. Um, this was exactly what Josh Allen needed when he wasn't playing his best quarterback is to have a better defense and have a run game that can help him. Right. So we have let's go let's let's go into stats of the game. Stats of the game. They've done studies, you know. Sixty percent of the time it works every time. That doesn't make sense. So you're telling me there's a chance. All people can come up with statistics to prove anything, Kent. 40% of all people know that. Stats of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. Let's start with Buffalo. Josh Allen, 18 for 27, 197 yards, and one touchdown. Fire emoji rating for Josh Allen and his performance today. Uh, Mike, I'll go with you first. Would you, would, how many out of five would you give him? <sighs> so hard, Nate. Three? gentlemen see it wasn't like we know his ceiling is ridiculous and it wasn't anywhere there he had one touchdown um he didn't have to take off which is we always talk about like the hits that he takes and oh it's analogous to cam newton right like huge guy and can absorb the hits but we want him to be here for 15 20 years not 10 so love that he wasn't running it didn't need to um Three, I got out of out of five, right? No big, no big mistakes, but didn't didn't take over the game and didn't light it on fire. I thought I thought it was a good game, almost like a, a game manager to some extent. Like yes. we haven't seen that with him, um, but that's all they needed today. So it was it, he didn't force anything. I like game manager Josh Allen a lot. I like I like that analogy because that's. When you start to, to mention it, that's exactly how I see it. John, do you see it the same way? Three? Yeah, I was going to say two, um, mostly for the same reasons. He's pretty pedestrian, like less than 200 yards passing. Uh, but like you said, no like mistakes or anything, just not like I'm thinking like fire ratings, right? Like, you know, lighting it up, right? Like, so I'd, you know, I'd probably take one away from that aspect of it. Yeah, I'm leaning more towards John for the fire emoji rating. I give him... I'd say if two and a half is... I'm viewing the fire as just a placeholder. It could be a star. It could be anything. But John's imbuing it with the meaning that it does not have. Yeah, so John, you can just think in your head stars or whatever if the fire is throwing you off. <laughs> I just well, like the fire emoji. I just like the visual of the fire emoji. You I thought text when, your we, friends. We, when we started it, though, what wasn't it more because of the fire emoji itself? And him like lighting it up, MVP, blah blah blah, five stars. Then zero, right? Is if you're yeah, saying you pedestrian, and I'm saying game manager, zero fire. Yeah, less fire. 
than a post. I mean, so I mean, I w- I'm not going to change it to like what smoke, like one smoke emoji or something, or <laughs> one water emoji instead of like three. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's just go with that path. So it, knowing what you know now, that it's just like. A rating. I just like the idea of like you know you text your friends like oh man that mac and cheese was three fire emojis right like that's like that was so good right like think about it that way like it was like five is amazing one is bad. I'm sticking with two. Sticking with two. Okay. Okay. So that doesn't matter. Okay. So that discussion was for nothing. So <laughs> so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go with two fire emojis too. I think this is a subpar Allen day for Allen. Because we've seen what he can do. I mean, we've seen him light up the Tennessee Titans and sit like the whole fourth quarter, basically. Like, like that's the Josh Allen we know, and that's not the Josh Allen we saw today. Um, so I think this is a subpar. If average is two and a half out of five, um, I'm going to give him a two. I, I don't think, but I mean, he didn't kill us like last week. So it is a step in the right direction. Um, and which I, a step that I feel like he took like during the game, because in the beginning of the game, it felt like he was just off. Mike, you know, you've mentioned the yips before on the podcast. I mean, up until that touchdown pass, didn't it feel like the last two games, like the second half of the Packers game, the Jets game, the Vikings game, and almost the first half of this game, didn't it feel like he had the yips or something psychologically going on in his head, right? I don't, I think it was just, to me, yips is like when you when you're the second baseman and you can no longer throw to first. <laughs> like I think, just Allen made some mistakes, and I think there's also some regression of the mean. Like nobody, at least we haven't seen somebody yet who can have his ceiling is out of this world, and nobody can maintain that constantly. It's, so I think it's a little bit regression of the mean, tougher opponents, and just some some boneheaded mistakes and I think he he said that and be the first person to admit it. Yeah, with the yips, I guess I don't think of like Chuck Knobloch not being able to throw to first base even though that's the most like uh famous example. I was thinking to him just like throwing the ball right to the DB like he used to do and just him like bouncing balls or like overthrowing guys like there was a, a pass or two in the first half where he was just overthrow like Dawson Knox had this amazing catch which he won't get credit for because I mean he got the first down and it was a great catch and Dawson Knox had a great day by the way but like he had to jump and like snatch that ball out of the air and it was like a two-yard pass I know I traveled further than that but he's only like two yards ahead of the line of scrimmage and Josh pre bye week Josh would have put that right in the numbers and he could have turned with it and then just gone upfield. And because Dawson Knox made such an amazing catch, he brought it down and, came, and then he eventually turned upfield and he was able to get the first down diving and it was a great play, but it could have been so much better if it was just, it's uncharacteristic of Josh where he's placing the ball or, or like he's, it feels like sometimes he's pump faking or like he's just hesitant now. And uh, I get it. Like he's a very cerebral player. I think he's just getting inside his own head. Um, you know, the first few weeks it was just gripping and rip it, and then it's just like a couple of bad mistakes. He's just like, wait, should I still be gripping it and ripping it? You know, like. So I think that's what you're seeing. I think it's some of. I mean, he did. He did have the injury, right? And we weren't sure how soon he'd be back. He didn't miss any time, and that was all about the grip. And yeah. Yeah, but like these indecisions were happening before. That was at the end, the very end of the Jets game, and he was having a terrible game that game. And yeah, I, I, I think it's a it's a combination of things. Like it's it's not necessarily just one thing, perhaps. So, 
John, what do you think it is? Do you think it's it's a mental thing? It's an injury thing, or it's a, kind of like a combination? I don't think it's an injury thing. I think he he showed that with. I mean, look, just look at last week the athleticism, like the the running, the getting his arm banged up and throwing crazy throws. Like, I don't think that's it. I I do think there might be maybe like something in his head a little bit, perhaps. Um, but he did seem to calm down today, and maybe that's maybe that's the turning point to because the Bills like the last couple of years they kind of have this lull in the in the middle of the season, right? Like, and uh, you know maybe this is just their lull coming back out of it and. This is, you know, run the table the rest of the way, you know, win that Super Bowl, you know, and on, on the next season, you know. Oh, John. I love John after a win. He's my favorite John. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. John after a loss is pretty entertaining for a minute <laughs> until we have to check on you the next day. That's really why I text everyone the next day to be like, John, I like direct a question right at John. John, right, John? Question mark, question mark. <laughs> Please respond. Uh, so... We mentioned the Bills running game going off with Devin Singletary, James, the captain, Cook. Um, Josh Allen only had three carries for seven yards. So credit to Brian, da- or Brian Dable, Ken Dorsey, for running up a plan where Josh Allen didn't have to lead the rushing attack this week. They had 171 rush y- yards, and only seven of it was Josh's. So uh, so that was a great game plan there, and it, and it got them the win. Leading receiver for the Buffalo Bills, Dawson Knox, we just mentioned. Seven receptions on seven targets for 70 yards. And then the next leading receiver was Gabe Davis for uh, five receptions on seven targets for 68 yards. Stephon Diggs, uh, four receptions on five targets for 48 yards in the touchdown. And uh, just some other guys. Did you guys see, speaking of Stephon Diggs, did you guys see the, the clip on social media of... Uh, Diggs, it must have come at, during the first half before he got that touchdown. And he wasn't even targeted once until that touchdown, actually, I'm pretty sure. But um, he was very frustrated on the sidelines, and Sean McDermott came over to him to talk to him. Did you guys see that? Yes. Yeah, they stayed with it quite a while in the broadcast. Yeah, and he talked. Yeah, they did. And it was kind of cool to see of, like... Um, First off, that Sean McDermott could get through to him so that he didn't, you know, let it let it really affect his play in the second half when they really needed him. But also, um, you know, Stephon Diggs' willingness to really stick with it. And, you know, this is a guy... Did they mention he, he already has 1,000 yards in the season? Was that the mention today in the broadcast, or that he's close to 1,000 yards? Yeah. Which is insane, right? It's the 10th game of the season, and he already has... Let's see... He almost has a thousand yards. He's nine hundred and eighty five yards after this game. He has nine hundred and eighty five yards, which is third in the NFL. He has seventy two receptions, which is third in the NFL, seven touchdowns tied for third, and yeah, that's incredible. So anyway, he's projected to have eighteen hundred and sixty one yards this season. Uh hopefully. Hopefully. On the Cleveland side of the ball, Jacoby Brissett, twenty eight for forty one, three hundred and twenty four yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Just a, a crazy game. You know, it's funny. It's, I kind of liken it to last week's Kirk Cousins game where, like, Kirk Cousins getting sacked and hit, and he's just tossing a ball up to Justin Jefferson. And it's, like, the one spot that only Justin Jefferson can catch it. You know, it was, like, that kind of game. I feel like the Bills are having these types of games. 
I don't know if it's a matter of you're just getting everyone's best week or what, but um, Jacoby Brissett had his best week. Kareem Hunt was a leading rusher for the Browns, five attempts on 32 yards. Brissett had uh, 29 yards rushing. And then Nick Chubb, which is really the big storyline here um, with the Browns rushers, 14 carries, 19 yards, zero touchdowns. He had 1.4 yards per carry, which is so incredibly low for probably one of the best running backs, if not the best running back in the NFL. The Bills just gave- threw cold water all over him, and he completely shrunk up. <laughs> are you saying are you saying that Chubb did not last? Chubb was Chubb was only out there for a little bit. <laughs> That's nice. Cold water. Cold water will do that. <laughs> Thinking of baseball? No, that's another thing. That's <laughs> if you want the. It's that's a different. It's a different strategy. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can tell I don't think about baseball that often. <laughs> to me, I'd be in the middle, being like, "What's a? What are the?" Current baseball. I follow baseball. I don't follow baseball. I'd be like, "What's the current? What's a current baseball player I can think of?" That would be my uh, strategy. (laughs) Leading receiver for the Browns, Amari Cooper, eight receptions on twelve targets, one hundred and thirteen yards, and two touchdowns. Wow. Donovan Peoples Jones, the next leading receiver, five receptions on six targets for sixty-one yards and a touchdown. Um. Yeah, that's about it. That's Stats of the Game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. After that, we'll go into uh, Sweet Sassy Molassi plays of the game, Gettysburg play of the game probably, um, some hot takes, our Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers, so stick around. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. we got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, the future of work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the future of work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back to Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. This is our recap show. I'm your host, Nate. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm with my esteemed co-hosts, John and Mike. And let's go into Sweet Sassy Molassi plays of the game. Sweet Sassy Molassi. Get out the checkbook and pay Grandma for the rubdown. All right, John, I'll go with you. What is your Sweet Sassy Molassi play of the game? I think I'd go with uh, the Diggs touchdown catch. Um, you're just talking about him talking to McDermott on the sideline. I'm sure he was quite frustrated with how the game started. I think to have him get that touchdown, I think that that was uh, pretty sweet. Yep, that was a five-yard touchdown in the second quarter before the end of the half for the Bills to go up 13-10. to That was a big Gettysburg. We'll see. Um, Mike, what about your sweet sassy molassie play of the game? Yeah, I agree with John. Like getting that one, especially with Diggs and McDermott, like you said, with them on the sidelines. Um, the Bills like never looked back from that point on, and get, getting that score going into halftime was huge. 
Yeah, I'm so happy the Bills are, are as aggressive as they are before the end of the half. And for so many seasons, it didn't feel like they ever were. Um, I, I really like that play. <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to give that one to uh, as well. Um, I love that play um, for all the reasons that you guys just mentioned. Um, I'm also going to give a, an honorable mention to the Bass 56-yard field goal so the Bills could go up 16-10. to 10. Um, I, I mean... I don't, I that would that Bills. would would have been good from seventy. Yeah, it was good. It was good, right? Sixty five anyway. Sixty five. <laughs> Man, <Meh>, sixty. <laughs> Just keep bringing it back. Man, fifty seven at least. <laughs> a fifty six yard field goal. I mean, he was money on the day in general, but um, that was that was a huge kick. Um, you know, when they weren't up by a whole lot. Uh, I think you. It's there's a lot of pressure. Buys, if he doesn't buys him a lot of goodwill in the sense of like. Now when he misses in Buffalo, you're like, oh, it's the wind, right? If When he's in a dome, he's six for six. Like, I, th- I think it, I'm happy for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a good point, Mike. Um, like, that's yeah, his so- get-out-of-jail-free card for until he plays indoors again and makes him and misses. Yeah, he's going to get re-signed by a dome team now. <laughs> that is just going <laughs> to... Offer him some ridiculous contract because the Bills can't. But uh, but even playing in Buffalo, he has the longest extra point streak in the NFL, which is crazy. Like you would think five or something like that, right? It's you would crazy. think it would be uh, I thought one hundred two, whatever. Yeah. I think uh, uh, very surprising that it was um, a player in a city like Buffalo and not somebody that plays in a dome for half their games. Yeah. He's not padding his stats like uh, Mike Vanderjack over here. Hmm. Like the guy's earning it the hardest way, right? Um, no doubt. He, it might be time for a nickname. Kick some ass sea bass, right? Kick some ass tea bass. Tyler Bass? After a phrase, tea bass? That's good. Oh, thanks. Captain kinda, Cook is pretty good, too. Kind of long. Let's, let's all... Let's all... <laughs> let's all <laughs> what's that? <laughs> so it would be Tyler kick his ass... C, bass. <laughs> well, I mean, we don't have to go into like the, the full logistics. <laughs> don't think about it too much. Just go with it. You don't have to break it down word for word. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, what about Gettysburg play of the game? Four score and seven years ago. So this is so this is one I, I like. You could argue that the Diggs five yard touchdown. You could argue the Bass fifty six yard field goal. I'm gonna say um, I only was only thinking the Bass fifty six yard field goal because if the Bills give the ball back, it's like almost at midfield for the Browns, right? So that's why it's a it was a big play for me. But um, on the next drive or on a, on a drive short th- shortly thereafter. The Bills were, or the Browns were down at the Bills, like, 27-yard line, I believe. And it was fourth and one. And Jacoby Brissett, big, Jacoby Brissett's a big dude, right? Maybe he's not as big as Josh Allen. Or maybe he is. I have no idea. The guy, he's a big dude. And he was diving for, he did it on third and one, and he did it on fourth and one. And he could not get that first down. The Bills stopped them on downs. And, and the ensuing drive... In the third quarter, Singletary has that five-yard touchdown. The Bills get the, the touchdown. They go up 22-10. Um, that was my 
Gettysburg of the game was that fourth down stop, which happened the week before, which would have been the the Gettysburg of that game if Josh Allen doesn't fumble the snap, right? So um, it got lost in the mix. It didn't get any credit last week, but this week I'm going to give the same crew uh, credit, including Shaq Lawson specifically, um, for what he does on those short short yardage plays. Um, that's my Gettysburg. John, do you have a Gettysburg for this one? Yeah, I was kind of thinking the botched snap that Brissett had where Milano recovered. The Browns are up 10-3. They're driving. They're already at midfield. Uh, Bills got the ball, ended up with a field goal, and uh, kind of never really looked back after that. If the Browns had gone up, scored, say, a touchdown there, 17-3, things would have been looking pretty dicey at that point. I like that one a lot. I like that one because it includes one of my favorite players, Matt Milano, but for all the, the reasons you just mentioned as well. I like that one. Mike Gettysburg, any of those plays or maybe another I, th- play? I think I agree with John, uh, and I think it sticks out so much because it's just like it, all, I'm sure all of our minds just leaps back to leapt back to last week with the with the, with the Bills botch snaps. So you're like it just sticks out so much in my mind. It's nice to be on the other side of things, and it was a pivotal point in the game. Yeah, yeah, and usually when the other team does that against us. Uh, they recover the fumble right away. <laughs> they usually never give it up. Buffalo Bills, whenever we fumble it like that, always give it away every time. <laughs> At least that's the way it feels. Mm-hmm. Uh, nine times out of ten, the Bills. Fu- it feels. Uh, it feels like the opposing quarterback would like pick it up <laughs> and then and then throw a touchdown because <laughs> the DBs would be like looking in the backfield. Yeah, yeah. The t- <laughs> <laughs> they would think that the play was over. He'd pick it up, throw it to Amari Cooper, 99-yard touchdown. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I like those. Uh, what do you guys think? You want to do Wall of Fame, Wall of Shame, or Hot Takes next? Who does I like think we thing? agree. Like The Wall of Fame is the cookie monster. Wall He had a career game. Let's do some hot takes. I like it. I like the Wall of Fame, the Cookie Monster. Matt Milano, the Cookie Monster, the the smooth criminal, the silent assassin. Maddie, the marauder. <laughs> just get more and more. <laughs> I'm sorry, Maddie the mauler. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. <laughs> marauder. My bad, my bad. <laughs> Maddie the murderer, Maddie the massacre. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, 12 tackles today, three tackles for loss, one fumble recovery, and one sack on third and nine. And he also almost had an interception, too. So, yeah, amazing. Matt Milano, certified grade A stud. If you want to know how much of a stud he is, he is grass-fed, organic, non-GMO. He's like he's like the kind of stud where, like, Saudi princes, if he was like a derby horse, like... uh Saudi princes would be paying like a million dollars for his seed, right? Like that's how I view him. Like that's how good of a player he is. That's how refined and and that's it. That's all I have to say. I kept trying to think of like other. You know way more about horse breeding than I do. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yes, he. That's how much of a stud he is, though. Like, yeah, I knew. <laughs> um, do they send him. the horse to to Saudi Arabia, or do they send the Saudi Arabian horse to here? Oh man, that's a great question. I bet you if you're the stud, they come to you. 
mm. because you're because the mirror isn't another like Kentucky Derby winner, right? So he's I feel like if you're top. a Saudi prince, it would be. Oh yeah, true. but I get what you're saying. Yeah, right. You just stay home, and everybody comes to you, and you do it once a day or whatever. You don't have time to be traveling around. No, no, yeah. Maddie, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say something about Maddie and mares, but I don't want to, that sounds like too much of a, an animalistic thing, so I'm going to stop right there. Um, he's easily on my wall of fame. John, is he on your wall of fame too, or you have someone else? Nope, it's it's a Milano. I mean, uh, I guess you could give Tyler Bass an honorable mention, but uh, he can't beat out Matt Milano this game. The angler, Tyler Bass? <laughs> <laughs> That's the best that I can come did, up you with. Just, did you just Google that right now? That one's not bad. That one's not bad. I like it because like angles go with field goal kicking. Yeah, that's the only reason I liked it, <laughs> and it had to do with bass. Obviously, well, it's fishy. Like angles, angles. <laughs> man, the depth to your nicknames has gotten quite. Uh, Trying to have at least two levels, right? Two levels. That's two levels. Or two layers. Okay. Sorry. <clears throat> two layers. Two layers for a nickname is like two more than most nicknames ever get to. So, mm. like, that's good. Angler. Tyler the Angler Bass. I like that one. Wow. Some people go with, like, the you don't really, like best, best pro shop. <laughs> oh. What were you going to say? I'm less judgmental than normal? <laughs> less critical? Less petty than normal? Well, I'm, I'm not used to this. <laughs> You've deprived me so long. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like, normally I just shoot it down as being terrible. <laughs> but, like, as I've gotten older, I've I, instead I've just been like, or we could call him this instead. Like that, yeah. you know, patronizing sort of way. Misdirection. <laughs> like you do if you're feeling particularly children. generous, you'll do like the sandwich method. <laughs> compliment, <laughs> insult, compliment. <Yeah. laughs> now, Mike, I like the fact that you came up with a nickname. As terrible of a nickname as it was, but the fact that you're contributing is well <laughs> well uh, respected or well, well observed. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm going to, I like, I like the, I like the honorable mention John gave of Tyler Bass, six field goals today. Um, I'm going to give an honorable mention to the Bills run defense. Like I mentioned, held Chubb to 1.4 yards per carry. Whole lot of cold water on that Chubb. Um, Bills run game, Bills run game, I'm going to give an honorable mention to, uh, 5.9 yards per carry for the Bills running backs, uh, which is great. Um, and then another honorable mention for Josh. Just because he had no turnovers today, like that's that's a step. Like that's an honorable mention step. Josh not turning the ball over. Um, I'll take it. I'll take it. So I mean, that's what you can do against bad teams, like teams that are not good. Don't turn the ball over. Don't keep them in the game. You know, hold them on defense and then run the ball over them and score that way. That's fine. The Steelers did it for years that way. I'll take it. All right, Wall of Shame. 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 Who do we put on the wall of shame in this victory? John, I'll start with you. I don't know I can put anybody on the wall of shame. Nobody on the wall of shame for John. Mike? I, I don't think anybody oh. played poorly enough. Yeah. It could be a thing, though. Like, if you thought coaching was, but you didn't think coaching was poorly enough, poor enough either. Well, I mean, like, the first half, like, I was questioning a little bit of the play calling on the offense, but, like, I, I feel like they made adjustments in the second half. So I, I, 
don't necessarily want to put that on the wall. Same if they corrected it. It's so funny because I because like I could see at the beginning of the game like oh Gabe Davis drops that pass on third and two you're like ah here we go and then he made up for it he had like better catches throughout the game like uh, so you couldn't give it to him I agree that's a that's a tough one Mike do you have anyone on your wall of shame This might be the first time I agree with John in all three facets. The Bills let up 23 points against a terrible team. You guys don't have one wall of shame? Okay. Wow. You guys are rose-colored, especially John. John, I'm surprised about you. <laughs> John's like everyone on the wall of shame. Last week, everyone, everyone. The, the, the front office, the coaching, the, the, the players, the players' parents for birthing them. Like, let's all <laughs> – it was – Okay, all right. So I'm going to give it to someone. I'm going to give I've, it to the Bills. You, you already you said Gabe Davis is. <laughs> you disagree with that, so it scared me a little. Shied me away, <laughs> but I, <laughs> this better be good. <laughs> thought you're going to backhand me. <laughs> the ver- what's the verbal equivalent of a backhand? <laughs> Just minding um, my business. You come home from work. Uh, table's not set. I don't know. Uh, I, I it just sticks out <laughs> in my head, like Gabe Dave, like um, tables not set. Is that really a cause for? Jeez, people are terrible. Anyway, <laughs> I usually set the table, so I would be the one getting back to <laughs> Anyway, like the inconsistency is really frustrating with Davis. I think is it? It's almost like. Uh, it's similar to Josh Allen in a way, right? Like, you know that Gabe Davis is capable of having, of being a monster for the Buffalo Bills, but you also realize that like his floor is lower than Stephon Diggs. Like, if Stephon Diggs is your is your like litmus test, right? Like, he can go, I wouldn't say above, but he can have a ceiling that's close to Stephon Diggs, but like his floor is also lower for like making grabs and stuff like that. And it kind of correlates with Josh Allen's game. We know Josh Allen can play better. He didn't have a great game. But he still did okay on the day, okay enough to win. And Gabe Davis like played okay enough for them to win too. He didn't, but like his season has been up and down too. I actually, I think those two players more than anything have followed the, a very similar trajectory the entire way with their performance more than anyone else. Because like Isaiah McKenzie like is sometimes trash. So like I mean like I feel like he hasn't taken the high up that like. So I can't even compare him. Like he does okay, and then he does terrible. Like does that does that analogy make sense? Like I kind of see it that way. Yeah, I think so. But after the KC game last year, the play like Gabe Davis's stock couldn't have been higher, right? Like so, when you say like his ceiling isn't as high as Diggs, it's like to me, it almost it could be like the thing about Diggs is like week in week out, the consistency is there, like. He doesn't drop balls like Davis, I think, yeah. could be um, elite, but just so inconsistent. Yeah, which makes him a number two wide receiver, which is why he's good for that role. Yeah, perfect. He's not, yeah. Great. Glad we agree. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to put on my wall of shame, which is kind of odd. <clears throat> it was tough to find one, but I'm just going to say the Bills secondary without Trey White. And this kind of leads into the discussion of when are we going to see him back on the field? And the answer is none of us know. Like, we don't, it could be next week. It could be, you know, late December. You know, isn't that song? Late December. Late <laughs> December. And there's reason to believe maybe Trey White will come back before the season ends, <laughs> before the playoffs. <laughs> um, 
I shouldn't have gone that far into the song. Uh, but it could be, it could be the playoffs where he gets his, what I was hoping is that like they give him, like in my head, I'm like, okay, give him three weeks of like enough snaps leading up to the full game. And then from there, um, you'll be able to like get him ready for the playoffs or at least the end of the season. Like he would be like the last game, week 17 or week 18 rather is the Bengals. Like, I want him back for the Bengals game. I want him back for the Dolphins game in just, uh, like, what, three weeks? I want him back for that game. But if I can't get him at full speed for that game, I definitely want him for the Bengals game and the playoffs. You know what I mean? But we just don't know. We have no idea when he's coming back. When you guys, if you guys had to take a wild guess, just throw a week out there. You know, we just finished week 11. When does Trey White come back and actually play a snap of football? Is it week 12 next week? Or is it more like week 15? I'm going to say it's going to be later. They haven't held him out this long to just be like, oh, okay, we're going to do it, you know, next week. I'm thinking it's like, I'm thinking it's more like week 14, which would be the Bills and the Jets. <laughs> That'd be a good one to start getting snaps on. And then the next week you play the Dolphins. <laughs> but either way, going back to my wall of shame, do you guys have a guess? Just take a guess. You think it's next week? I think it's a few weeks? What? First snap. He's ne- he's never coming back. He's done. <laughs> There's the John I know. Hot take, John. There he is. He's back. <laughs> I knew you couldn't be this upbeat for this long. I love it. So John's like never. He's retiring. <laughs> Mike, take a guess. You think it's going to be next week? You think it's going to be a couple weeks? Man, we should put a bet on this. I don't think it's anytime soon. I thought the bye week, I thought after the bye week, or at least the next week after the bye week, after the bye week, and then the week after that, <laughs> and still no Trey White. So um, I don't think it's coming for a while. So I'm going to say three more weeks until he actually plays a snap, a snap. And even that game, I bet you it's like 10 snaps, 10 snaps out of 60 or 50 or however much the defense runs. Not that much. And like to start him off, just to get him in football shape, I bet you they put him on like the second best receiver too. So if it's against the Jets, I don't know, Denzel Mims, I don't know. They They, they don't put him on their best wide receiver. All right. What do you guys want first? You guys want... Well, Mike, I mean... I don't know. I, 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 don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, cool. Cool, great. Well, Good you, opinion. I, how do we, we, well, we start it? Start the segment by, oh, like, oh, none of us know. We have no idea. How, how could we possibly know? So, like, predictions, like, can tell us a lot about the person making the prediction, but nothing about the future, because we have no idea. <clears throat> wait, wait, so... Now you're going to get salty at me. <laughs> <laughs> Bitter Nate, <is> angry Nate. <laughs> so John wait, says wait, never so again. You say three weeks from now. Yeah. I have absolutely no idea. And what, and what does this tell us about Mike? Ooh, the fact that he, he's very indecisive in life. He knows when he doesn't have enough information to make an informed decision. <laughs> so he makes no decision. <laughs> it's, it's making uh, a decision. <laughs> Making a decision to not make a decision. I don't think right? that's a decision. Me either. So make a decision and pick a week so that we can be like, oh, Mike was right, week 12. <laughs> you never go back when we're <laughs> right. <laughs> Only when I, we're dude, wrong. Dude, dude I, that is not <laughs> true. When you, you, you guessed Von Miller coming to the Bills like a week before it happened. Like that was your thing. And I gave you way too much credit for that because I talked about it for like the next three weeks. 
I wouldn't shut up about it. I was your biggest cheerleader. Like Mike got finally got something right. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> but then you proceeded it and, and ended it with all the false predictions that you made me make. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> fair. Um, <laughs> do you guys have any, before we go into our hot take segment, do you guys have any hot takes on the Buffalo Bills? John, John, you're always good for at least one good hot take. I don't think so. Trey Waits not coming back for the rest of the year. Boom. <laughs> That's a great hot take. <laughs> That's the hottest take I've heard all, all, all day. <laughs> Mike, do you have one? It could be, it could be like about the performance today or the future or whatever like that. Like I'll give mine real quick because Mike's gears are turning. I can tell he doesn't have one ready. Mine is the Bills should have stayed in Detroit for the next four days. They should have just stayed there to play their next game against the Lions in Detroit and then just like, I know it's not East Coast to West Coast sort of thing, but it's like, you know, when you're going back home, there's still a crap ton of snow in Buffalo. Um, I know that, I know that the roads would be better and all that stuff, but it's like, have you been to Detroit, man? Detroit's a (laughs) shithole. I have. So you got Sunday night, Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday. Why would you stay there? <laughs> you know how like all the bills were out with illness this last week. Like there was like five or six bills that couldn't practice because of illness on the practice injury report because everyone was getting sick. It'd be the same thing, but with like sh- gunshot wounds. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Greg Rousseau is he out with an ankle? Nope, uh, stab wound. Like getting out of his car or like you know carjacking. <laughs> like. Yeah, I think um, like for the team aspect, like it's your employer, like trying to get you back to be with your family, sleep in your own bed, all that blah, blah, blah. Like, irrespective of the travel time and everything, like I, it makes you, well, like, hey, they're going to bat for me a little bit, like get me back. One person not one stranding person. me in a hotel in Detroit. <laughs> if it was Miami, would that make a better difference? Like the like, oh, I'll stay in Miami for three or four days, right? Like, why not? Yeah. Or L.A.? Like, totally. Okay, fine, I guess. Okay, all right. <laughs> so it matters where you got to go. Okay. It's funny. I tweeted that out on Twitter, and someone responded, yeah, not like they have families or anything. That's <laughs> <laughs> just like, see, that's why it makes a good decision. They don't have any families. See, there you go. You're making my point for me. So I'm going to share my uh, screen, Mike, unless you have a uh, hot take you want to share. Hold on. Let me look at this guy. I don't think it would be a hot take, but uh, like I think – I think the Bills will win the division, but that's not a hot take, right? That is, because it was a 48% chance as of last week. The Bills are 0-2 in the division, and you're saying that the Bills are going to win the division. I think that's pretty hot, considering the Dolphins are playing really well. This same team that the Bills won by 8 I like this. I'm not, I'm not used to this positive reinforcement. I'll keep going. What do you want me to... <laughs> the Bills will host a home playoff game. <laughs> That's a good hot take. Two, two. How's that? Yeah, uh, tell tell me they're gonna get the number one seed. <laughs> they, they've got yeah. their, all their losses out of the way, undefeated the rest of the way. Yes, I agree, hundred percent. All right, Jeez, I like this. I let's let's pull up the schedule real quick. Man, I think I got a Nick Chubb forming in my backfield. <laughs> all, that, all this uh, number one seed going undefeated talk. John, it's like, just we get way too high and way too low, right? Like they're gonna beat the Lions. 
Then they've got the Patriots, Jets, Dolphins, Bears, Bengals, Patriots. Who's who so could they potentially sense. lose to? The Bengals? And yeah, maybe the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the Pats ones. Yeah, ones. No, I think I they could easily win out. I was wrong. I earlier said it was week eighteen against the Bengals. It's week eighteen against the Pats. The Bengals and the Dolphins games are the only ones that really scare me. But they could take either one of those, but then they could drop an easy game to, you know, another opponent. The Dolphins game, man, this is I don't like the Dolphins being so good, but this is so good as like a rivalry for the Bills and the Dolphins to hate each other again, you know, the, on the field and the fans to hate each other. Um so John, I love the fact that um, you went last week like they're not going to win another game to like, yeah, go undefeated. Like, yeah, Mike, keep keep talking uh, dirty to me, right? Like, <laughs> it, was, it was all for it. It was just so funny. I wish I wish maybe in the off season I'll like play a recording of John one week to the next week. It'll be like called Manic Depressive John segment. <laughs> and that might be the best segment of the entire show. But hey, we're all we're all John, to be honest. At some point or another, we're all John. Um, let's go into... I. It's so like Spartacus. I, my... I am John. <laughs> um, so I put it up on Twitter. What's your hot take after this win? Um, the YG... I'm going to skip John's, John's comment. <laughs> Super Bowls. Uh, thank you, John, for that one. Are we going to um, quit Twitter? Oh, that's a great question. Um, it's gonna, it's gonna, I mean, didn't they lay off like 80% of their employees or something or like, it was, it was a large amount and then it was going to become like equal to like 88% of them after like some of them decided that they were going to leave because they didn't feel like working the extra hours or whatever that Elon like mandated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this, this social media platform, which is the only one that we have like any decent amount of followers in <laughs> is going to be completely worthless in like, yeah, six <laughs> months. Yeah. <laughs> freaking awesome <laughs> we always do this we put all our eggs in one basket <laughs> follow us on instagram what the hell is wrong with you people we need more followers there this one's gonna shit the bed i need someone to talk to <laughs> um the yg that's a hot take mike twitter's gonna be completely useless soon why didn't i get into twitter blue and get myself verified when i had the chance <laughs> they completely shut that off so that who knows when the hell they're bringing that up they say November uh, 29th, I think. Did they really? Are you yeah. just making that up? Okay. Jeez, they brought Trump back quicker than they're bringing Twitter Blue back. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, VYG writes, Allen showed us he doesn't need too much. Our run defense was really solid. We need Elam and White soon. The run game looks solid. Milano is underrated. Vaughn and Diggs are true leaders. Yeah. I don't think there's too much. It's not too hot. What do you think about this? The hot take. I feel it's 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 called hot take, not hot treatise. That's like eight point plan. (laughs) (laughs) It's what? What if 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 a take isn't hot? Like we could say, like it's you know lukewarm. It's it's like it's like when you put on a fire, you like you put wet wood on a fire. You Mm -hmm. know, like it never takes. Like that's like you could say that's like a wet wood take, right? And then there's we'll also work like, on you it. Know, <laughs> the erotic, the erotic inference of it. So like some wet wood, and then like a, if it's a good one, it's like a bonfire, right? Bonfire. That's a bonfire take right there. 
Carlin Sullivan writes, re-sign Jordan, Jordan Poyer at all costs. That, that is, that's a hot take. I'd say that's pretty hot. <clears throat> um, I don't think they will, but, um, it's pretty hot. I think they should. I don't think they will. <clears throat> Buddy Mills writes, the Bills would have lost to any decent team today. Thankfully, the Browns are awful. Uh, I think the Browns had a pretty freaking good team game plan figured out for the Bills. They just, I, do you guys think that, this, I mean, for, up until like that last play where the Bills were playing almost prevent defense, it felt like they were up thirty-one sixteen. Like the game was not in hand by any stretch. Like even in, even late in the fourth quarter, the Bills were winning twenty-eight sixteen. You know, I don't know. Did you guys get the feeling that the Bills just barely got away with this one? I don't get that feeling at all. I think the Bills had this one, and then they played it safe for the last quarter, basically. They played field goals and they played like soft defense, right? And they won the game. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, but it did at the end got a little too close for comfort to come down to the onside kick. So I see, yeah, I but, definitely see both ways. Yeah, but even if they, not saying that it wouldn't have happened, but they would have had to get the onside kick. They'd have had to kick, you know, get a touchdown, a two point conversion. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think it was more or less like flashbacks to like what had happened recently, right? <laughs> like, if, if last well, the Kansas City the game, then last week, it's, at some point, it's becoming, seems okay. like you're snake bit on some of these things. But, but they didn't today, so that's a good sign, right? The the, the close game uh, close game thing, right? Close game curse? Yeah. Our cornerbacks play too soft. Any pass 10 yards or shorter is wide open 100%. Yeah, how come the, the Browns just do that all the time? I don't understand. Like, they'll just, like, you know, throw a pass to a guy who's... Just standing at the line, nobody's within, like like Paul said, I, I don't get that. And how come the Bills aren't able to do that on offense when they can? I don't. That's a good take. I like that take. Good call there. Did you guys see, like, the uh, Cowboys-Vikings score? No. Like, that's the one, th- like, super excited the Bills won and... That's the only negative thing I can take out of like this week, or or the the biggest negative, like the Cowboys beat the Vikings forty to three. Jeez, oh, you know, and if that if yeah. that score was the other way, we could be like, oh, we lost. Like the Vikings are amazing. We lost. We we beat them. You know, no, nine it's times out of ten for the Vikings. Letdown week. They just had their Super Bowl last week against the Bills. <laughs> I like that one. I like that take. I like that much better than what John was or what Mike was inferring. How could we lose to a team that just lost forty to three? You can't get caught in that, you know. I'm not caught. World... <laughs> I'm just. I pointing can say it whatever out. I say. Whatever I say right after this, you're going to be like, I'm not caught up in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was you interesting. Could, you could get caught up in a whirlwind of success, Mike. I'm not going to get caught up in that. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. Uh, Stay humble. <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> You could get caught up in that, but like week to week, I mean, it's just so much different. I mean, a blowout is, you know, I would yeah, say the Bills could have blown them out though, and they didn't. The That's Bills all. blew out the Titans, and the Titans are what first in their division, right? Like, I mean, their shitty, shitty division, <laughs> god awful division. The, the The Colts almost beat the Eagles today. Like that's that's how much like you know the Colts are. They were four, five, and one. Eagles were eight and one, and they new coach, man, Jeff Saturday. Yeah, coaches matter. 
Uh, Andrew Freeman writes, the Bills are the only team that can be winning by 15 with a minute left, and I'm not comfortable. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Mark G. Evans writes, too many missed tackles, and we need a slot receiver. A win is a win, but we need to play much better if we want to make a deep run into the playoffs. Go Bills. I'd argue with it. One of the reasons why they had success today at all in offense is, obviously, it was Dawson Knox. He was the leading receiver. But, like, the fact that they included him, it made him a bigger part of the offense. The Bills don't have Cole Beasley. They don't have anything like him, or at least anything that anyone that coaching feels good enough to put in front of Josh Allen and Josh Allen doesn't feel comfortable enough to throw to anyone. I mean, he doesn't like he doesn't like to throw to Isaiah McKenzie. Coaching staff refuses to put in Khalil Shakir, and yeah, I I don't know what's going on over there. So the Bills definitely lack lack that uh, that slot receiver. So I agree with Mark. <clears throat> Coven the table seller writes Tyler Bass is the greatest Bill of all time. Now that is a bonfire take. <laughs> that is. I like it, though. How many fire emojis of a take is that? I just said it's a bonfire take. Should we use the fire emojis for this since it's, you know, fire? Hmm. Hmm. Tyler the Angler Bass, greatest bill of all time. You'd have to go by position, right? So he could one day be the best bills kicker. Yes. Yeah, I don't think it's that far off for him to be like that. So the greatest bill of all time, that is... That is a bonfire take, and I, I think that's hilarious that he said that because I know he didn't mean it. But uh, the best kicker of all time, right? Like, who would be the best kicker of our lifetime? Vinatieri, Christie. No, oh, I meant. I'm I thought you meant. Oh, you didn't say. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going all time NFL. Oh, Vinatieri for sure. His clutch. Um, his tweet is from Steve Christie. Should I view this Steve Christie for sure, right? In our lifetime? Should I read this one? It says tweet is from an account you muted. Should I do that? Sure. They're probably like, screw CTW pod, worst account ever. Seven and three with all these injuries this season is amazing. But now, have you tipped your hand now that the, that you had muted that person? Now they're going to be like, what the heck? Because <laughs> they are not. They don't know if they're muted, right? Just know if they're blocked. I, did I say their name? I did say their name. But they would know. What you said? Going back. Like, hey, I think I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic's like, hey, what the hell? Why did Why did uh, CTW Pod mute me? Well, you're probably a jerk. <laughs> At one point, I'm a petty person. I'm not as petty as Mike. If you disagreed with Mike, he'd have you on mute or block or whatever. Uh, True. <laughs> <laughs> no one out petties Mike. <laughs> uh, Buffalo Dill writes we ain't, we ain't beating Miami Playing with that defense Milano keeps us going We need some juice That was Jake Brisket and the Browns Come on Hope the funk of the week wears off Because the Lions O is on fire You know I'll say this Can I say this about the Bills defense Has there been a game that the Bills defense Hasn't kept them in at all like every game that the Bills lost three games by a total of eight points, and the Bills defense for the most part did their job, like at least left it winnable, right? It was just the Bills offense, I feel like. So as much as I'm not happy about the Bills defense, like they're not amazing, but they're not terrible. They're not what what uh, I think some Bills fans are thinking is awful. I think I think they're half I think they're halfway decent. I think they're above average. Are they? I thought like, they were number, number one, one in the league. league. I don't know if they're still number one in the league. 
But like, I, I but. just, what do you want? <laughs> they had takeaways today that they had sacks. I mean, what else? Yeah. I get like people aren't healthy, but who, who are you trading like this unit for straight up? You don't just get to cherry pick one player or another, right? It's like, okay, whose defense would you rather have? Nobody. Yeah, I think people are still upset at the fact that Hyde isn't coming back and that mm. Tredavious White hasn't come back. You know, like you just look at those losses and you're like, how good can this team possibly be, right, when you have those big of a losses? Um, and Tremaine Edmonds didn't play today, you know, um, but luckily Poyer did, so, and Milano. <laughs> I'm saying right now, if the Bills lose Milano, it doesn't matter if Tredavious White comes back. Like, that defense is getting shredded. That's my hot take. We lose Milano, just forget about a Super Bowl whatsoever. Unless Josh Allen turns back to, like, MVP Josh Allen. Hot take. So Libby the Label writes um, an account that I'm not muted, (laughs) that I've not muted. Hot take. I don't envy Bean for the Poyer decision. We've lost every game he hasn't played in. We've also lost every game. We've also lost every game he hasn't played in. Big risk that she said the same thing twice. Maybe I'm missing something. Big risk that a 31 year old stays on the field consistently. It guaranteed it's if guaranteed health, it's a no brainer. No such thing, sadly. This is like the third time we brought up Jordan Poyer's contract. Um, I think after this season, you can get him at a discount. Um, I just am not sure. I mean, what team is going to give you know 31 year old at the time? I think he's going to be 32, like a four year contract. I don't know if that happens. I think the Bills can get him for a two-year contract on a decent, like, top 15 deal. Top 10. Top 15? I don't know. Probably less than top 10 now that he's been injured so much. <laughs> this is funny. Nathan Joyner says the Bills are the kings of one-score games. LOL. Yeah, it's a pretty hot take. This is, I like this one. Dana Logrippo writes, it wasn't an early season show, but despite multiple players being sick all week long we held strong i think we just briefly glossed over that but mention the multiple players being sick mention the fact that the bills had to get you know snowmobiles and like have people tow them to the airport just to get onto the plane like that can't be understated right like the bills won this game like they probably would have won by more if their schedule was intact and it was in buffalo maybe but um I mean, all things considered, I don't know. I'm not as low as on this win as, as some Bills fans are. <laughs> the really bad golfer writes, uh, okay, maybe, no, uh, halftime, oh, please, God, okay, we got this. Um, No, we got this. Make a tweak for CTW pod. <laughs> that wasn't a hot take. That was just basically how we all felt through throughout the entire game. YOFan1970 writes, too bad they weren't so eager to take field goals last week. If they did take the field goal on that fourth and one last week, they'd have won. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Afonso Pedro writes, my hot take is fired Dorsey. I see it clearly. He ain't good. (laughs) I don't know about you guys. I blame Allen more than Dorsey for some of this, especially the poor decisions when throwing the ball. I mean, Dorsey can't be the guy to, like, tell Josh to, like, or to make Josh not throw into double coverage or throw it right to the defensive back. Um, Danny V writes, she says, give Cook a year and he's RB1. No disrespect to Singletary. He also is killing it this season. Wow, Captain Cook RB1 next season. Mike, wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be like, wouldn't that give you a Nick Chubb just to see your guy become the starting running back next season? It'd give me more than a Nick Chubb. 
<laughs> no no amount of cold water or uh, thinking about baseball. <laughs> Wait, that's an. Why do I get those two things confused all the time? That's not what you want to do when you're thinking of baseball. You definitely don't want to. Anyway, no, you you're right. Your, you don't want to know. You don't want to lose your Nick Chubb when you're thinking of baseball. <laughs> you still want it there. You just don't want to. You don't want him to have a, an explosive play. That's all. <laughs> long, oh, I see. Yeah, you don't want. Yeah, you don't want him to have an eighty-yard touchdown. That next play is what I'm saying. Uh, <clears throat> trying to keep this PG-rated. Michael Guida says that the Bills can have a stat sheet like this and zero turnovers, then they should cruise into the playoffs. Which is basically like he basically outlined all the rushing stats, which is fair. Now I'm going to look for <clears throat> Scott M. Fry writes, Our O isn't back on track by any stretch. That Browns D is one of the worst in the league. Love that we tan well. <clears throat> Run well is much, much, must have been what he's meant to say. Our D did enough, which is pretty much all you can ask for with so many, with so many twos in there. I'm worried about Josh Allen when he sees a real D. Hopefully he'll get things sorted out. Big Baller Beanie writes, hot take, Dorsey isn't cutting it. And then her sister writes below, hard disagree. <laughs> I, I don't know. Guys, real quick, I mean, I just mentioned my thoughts on it. Dorsey or Allen, who do you put the blame on if you have to pick one? Allen. Allen for John. Mike? Put the blame, like, uh, what do you mean? The offense struggles passing. The passing struggles for an offense. Uh, I guess Allen's the one throwing the picks, and that's... Those have been the killers the last couple of weeks. Yeah, you can't ask Ken Dorsey to take a snap, you know, in your own end zone and, and go make a QD dive, right? Like, <laughs> you could almost well, argue, like, the, God. But, I mean, you could argue the other way. Like, there there are plays, like that one that you just mentioned, like, the other team knows that what the play call is, so why not run a toss or a sweep play? You get a safety, fine. You kick it, but you're not fumbling it in the end zone, you know? This is an example. But overall, I, I would, like, if I had to pick one, I would I would pick Allen. Yeah. This is interesting. It kind of goes into that thought. Charlie Brown is a Bills fan, writes, I don't feel good about this win. Six field goals means six drives into their territory without touchdowns. That just isn't good enough for a playoff run. <clears throat> To which Matt replied, Matt Masterman replied, an interesting, which which I agree with also, three of which got yanked back from a flag after securing a first down or a yard from it. That crushes drives, especially holding. Josh needs a game to not have to put it, to not have to put on his shoulders to win, and he got it. I mean, we were, if you look at stats, um, penalties, we didn't put wall of shame, we didn't put penalties on the wall of shame, although we could have been putting referees on it as well. Uh, the Bills had eight penalties for 89 yards today. Like, they had a ton of really crucial penalties when it mattered. So uh, I like that take by Matt to kind of retort that. But still, you can't have penalties like that. Even though Matt brought up a good point. I mean, stop having those holding penalties. Is it just me? I, I feel like we got to come up with some stats for the podcast that are only relevant for like our fan base and the people that listen to this podcast is like a stat of like <clears throat> when the Bills have a penalty or when there's a crucial penalty against the Bills that negatively impacts the Bills, like are they even going to show a replay? 
like I feel like the chances are fifty percent, fifty fifty. Will they even show the replay or not? Oh, there's a holding on Dion. There's a remember that offensive pass interference on Stefan Diggs when he crashed right into that cameraman. Like they didn't show that again. They just showed him helping him up, which was a cool play. I mean, we'd love it as Bills fans to see him really care about that guy he ran into mistakenly, but um, we didn't see that instant replay. I do find that quite irksome. I don't know if we see it for the other way around. Now I'm curious, you know? Do you want me to start tracking that stats-wise? No, thanks. If <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's fair. All right, that, that does it for hot takes. There's like 200. I cannot read them all. Thank you guys all for writing in. Um, I'm going to read a couple of Wall of Fames, Wall of Shames, just to get you guys off my back. Um, I'm going to start at the bottom this week. I never start at the bottom. Okay, let's see. Give some give some people some run. Uh, let's see. I noticed Matt, they're not all hearted. Like, do you go through and heart everything? Hopefully. You know what? Maybe I will. Maybe I will. So you, I mean, But if they're listening, they know that they got their tweet read, so, right? So, or maybe they will know now. Okay. Matt Ashley writes, Dawson Knox and James Cook for the Wall of Fame. Boys balled out. Then our secondary for tackling and pass defense is by far the worst we've seen for the Wall of Fame. The tackling is one thing. The pass defense, it's like, you know, Dean Jackson is a seventh-round, third-year third player. Like, uh, People took time to write that out. You should heart every single one you get. Oh, every single one I get? Mm-hmm. Do you think that matters to them? Yeah. Want that. Okay. All right. 2023 Super Bowl champs. Wall of Fame Matt freaking Milano. You mean uh, the Cookie Monster? You mean Matt the Mauler? Matty the Mauler? Wall of Shame offensive game plan. Do you, do you think I should... Uh, I know I'm going to lose that one on Twitter. I'm not going to put it up on... I know I like to do posts while we're uh, talking together. Like, what's a better nickname for Matt Milano? The Cookie Monster is by far the best. It is, right? John, yes. do you agree with that one? Okay. I won't even put I'm it up to Twitter. You're indifferent? <laughs> oh, well, maybe I will then. <laughs> yeah, maybe I will. Mike, you feel confident you're going to win that one? The Cookie Monster versus Maddie the Mauler? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought you called him Rotter. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably pick one before I throw it up on Twitter for a poll. That would make the most sense. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Now that I'd make a prediction on. <laughs> Maddie the Marauder. <laughs> too. It's too. It's too wordy. Your mouth gets full with that one. Uh, Jason. Maychak writes Wall of That's Fame. That's what she said. <laughs> Wall of Fame, <laughs> Cook, Motor, and Run Blocking. Hines on returns. Yeah, don't give enough credit for Naeem Hines on his return so far. And Bassomatic. Bassomatic for. You like that one? Snow the Angler. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should just throw that on Twitter. Like, uh, the Angler for. Uh, for Tyler Bass, do you like do you like this name? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Nickname suggestion: Tyler Angler Bass. Is that how it is, or just the angler? The angler. Oh, okay. Tyler <laughs> no, but Bass. Tyler the t- Tyler in then in quotes the angler and then Bass. Okay, okay. Tyler the 
angler bass. Maybe maybe we should put it off against something else. <laughs> Thumbs up. Shitty. <laughs> <laughs> people so love shitty. shitting on things. <laughs> you know people love shitting on things. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do thumbs up, thumbs down. How's that? I'll do that emoji. If uh, man, they should have sucks they, tonight. I wonder if it's because they they're working with a skeleton crew. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be why. Can't even get a damn emoji working. Uh, holy crap! Okay, I'm not even gonna do this. This is so. Yes. No. I don't I'm like it. Do Let's. We we should do um. Between two things. <laughs> you don't like it because you don't think it's going to go well? I think it's very easy for people to criticize without coming up with something better. Hmm. Well, maybe they'll have suggestions underneath, so it'll be okay. I think you're afraid to put yourself out there. I don't blame you. I don't want to put Maddie the Mauler out there. <laughs> how about this? Okay, I got. how about this? This is how we run it. Okay. We'll put it this pull up for 20 minutes. If, if whichever one gets shit on the least it's a better nickname <laughs> so like if it's like if you get like 80% no and I get 70% no then I win <laughs> you wanna do that so your next one is gonna be Maddie the Mauler Maddie the Mauler Milano yeah Tyler the Angle maybe Bash. you should maybe you should put it all in one tweet like which is shittier <laughs> or which is Ooh, better okay which Nickname suggestion is better. But I think it should be for the same player. So we should do Milano, like, right? Oh. The Cookie Monster Milano versus the Marauder Milano. Mm -hmm. And then pick two for Bass. Don't you? Okay, Tyler the Angler Bass. And then Kick <laughs> T Bass. I'll just put that one in there. That's why I call him T-Bass sometimes. I didn't even call him that on the podcast. I don't know why I gave him that nickname. But <laughs> T-Bass. How about that? I'll put in parentheses like C-Bass. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows if you have to explain a nickname. I that's a lot of people call him T-Bass. Oh, we'll find out. If they did, that's because of me. So um, I'll tweet this one out, and then I'll put up the other one. Cookie Mamelano. Okay. Sure. And by the end of this podcast, we'll see. This podcast is running really <laughs> I mean, they're all We'll end up feeling so shitty at the end. <laughs> We're all so high from the win. <laughs> well, everyone else will still be high. They'll just in revel in our misery. Um, True. Okay, so I'm going to do this one. And then... I'm going to do one for me so that you feel better about what people say about yours <laughs> just don't tell me from Matt Milano so the cookie monster monster and then mine will be Maddie the mauler I'm gonna get I'm gonna get destroyed on this one but I'm all about making Mike feel better thanks okay. man no problem Hey, I got something completely off the board while we wait for the results. Uh -huh. <laughs> 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 Not looking so great. Not looking so great for the angler right away, but that's there's only a few votes in. So go ahead. Oh, really? 
Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. What were we gonna say? It's it's early. Maybe they don't get the multiple levels. People are stupid. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? <laughs> you have to keep that. There's gonna be a solar eclipse in 2024, and it's going directly over Buffalo, Rochester. Oh, really? Yeah, and from all accounts, like it's it's gonna be a hundred percent. It's like transformative to it. Like I've never experienced a hundred percent before. Like, and they say like ninety eight percent is nothing like a hundred. So like we've seen some, but for us, if we're in Buffalo, Rochester, right, it's gonna go like right. Gonna yeah. go dark. Temperature's gonna plummet. Animals are gonna go nuts. Like we're finally gonna get a hundred percent. That's awesome. We should take a day off for it. <laughs> I like it. That's cool. What do you know when in twenty twenty four? Just April eighth. April eighth. Oh, cool. Good to know. Something like amazing. three three p.m. Something like that. Three. Okay. Yeah. We should do something fun. Yeah, we should. We'll live stream it. We'll live stream on Instagram with our with our fourteen followers. <laughs> um, M writes. I'm just gonna. Read I was gonna say like words. climb a mountain or something. <laughs> okay. Okay. We don't have many maybe be around in nature, New but York. oh, well, yeah, I'd go on a hiking path. Wait, wouldn't we want not want to be in nature because nature's gonna go nuts? Well, like, I don't care if deers and squirrels go nuts, just as long as we're not a, near a bear. Well, rattlesnakes or coyotes or... <laughs> yeah. There's like 10 things that could kill us. Like, okay. so Maybe John uh, would go insane. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like manic depressive peoples would have an episode during a solar eclipse. Yeah, I'll go with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> John shows up. John shows up with a machete. <laughs> Maybe it'll be fun. <laughs> oh, this is just for bushwhack. <laughs> it's like one of those like trails. that's like completely open. Like there's like it's almost paved. It's like, like how mode. It's, a... <laughs> it's like eight feet wide. <laughs> John doesn't even bring like a sheath for that machete too. It's just he just holds it. <laughs> Good day for a hike, gentlemen. Good day for a hike. Uh, M writes. I'm just gonna write, read a few more until we realize which one of our nicknames is worse. <laughs> M writes. Wall of Fame, Milano. Bass, the special teams guys that blocked the kick. Yeah, didn't shout out to Daquan Jones for blocking that uh, field goal. That was awesome. Um, it never happens that. for the Bills. No, no, the Bills are the ones that get blocked. <laughs> um, <laughs> Stefan Diggs's concern for the photographer. Yeah, that that couldn't. I love that one. And uh, Bills Mafia members that traveled to Detroit for sure. M covering all the bases that we missed. That was, uh, was that was really, really good. It's a really good wall of fame, wall of shame. Wall of shame, our first half team, what the hell was going on? And the dang snow that moved the game to Detroit. Go Bills. Mike Graham writes, Singletary and Cook, I've been saying all year to keep feeding Singletary. They finally did it for a full game, and look at the results. Wall of shame, me for not changing my jersey sooner. Josh that Allen one was all out. about him. Jeez. <laughs> 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 Wall of Fame, me for watching the game. <laughs> Wall of Shame, 
not enough people mentioning me watching the game. Josh Allen's left arm writes, Wall of Fame, the effing run game. Josh Allen's, Josh's left hand man, men. <laughs> Wall of shame. People writing the Bills off after a 6-4 and four record. Let's go, Bills. They're 7-3, aren't they? <laughs> Am I missing something? They're 7-3. John? Yeah, 7-3. Jeez, wait, that's all it took was Josh Allen's left arm to throw me off. No pun intended. Also, can't wait to see a healthy Bills D minus Micah Hyde at some point this year. Milano and Poyer are absolute difference makers. Yeah. Without Milano and Poyer, the Bills lose easily today. Buffalo Bills Reddit writes, Wall of Fame uh, run blocking finally showing up consistently and Jim Cook for taking advantage of it. You mean Captain Cook? Shame, Wall of Shame Dodson. Think we all like to see Edmonds back for good. Yeah. Yeah, we missed Edmonds today. Can't wait to see Edmonds back. Jeez. Uh, a couple more, and then we're going to read, find out which which nickname was worse. <laughs> I know this podcast is going long, but I'm, I imagine the payoff is going to be great. I have no idea if it will be. Wall of Fame, either way, someone's going to be upset, so it's good. It's good for you guys. Wall of Fame, um, Chris Greaves, right? Chris Greaves says Wall of Fame. Matt Milano seemed to be everywhere. Showed what we missed when he's been away and minimalized the loss of Edmonds. Dawson Knox came up with some clutch catches, especially in the second half. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Wall of shame. Allen and Davis feels really harsh, but they both struggled a lot in the first half. Could have been a comfortable win if they played somewhere near what we expected of them early on. See, I like Chris because he mentions, he echoes basically what I said earlier about them both struggling and them both having the same trajectory. And you guys are crushing it on Wall of Shame, Wall of Fame. Stu McAllister, Wall of Fame running backs, Wall of Shame, DBs making Jacoby look like an all-pro, Sweet Sassy Molassi, the defensive stop in the red zone. Also, I was surrounded by way too many Browns fans. Gross. See, Stu making it about him again. No, <laughs> Stu actually went to the game, so that's pretty cool. He lives in Michigan, I believe. <clears throat> Original Hatriot writes, Wall of Fame special teams remain strong. While that's wonderful, special teams should be should always be overshadowed by the offense or the defense. <laughs> Damn, Mark. Bringing the heat. Well, that's that's a hot take. Well, shame. Bill's wide receiver, not named Diggs. Where are you? Thankfully, a tight end got involved. Get open. Catch the ball. Frustrating. Don't mess up our Thanksgiving. <laughs> nice. OG Singletary Stan writes, Wall of Fame, run blocking. Wall of Shame, not turning our head around on 50-50 balls. Man, that DeMar Hamlin ball. He turned his head around. He just had his hand on the guy's... Jersey, Edifla- ah, so frustrating. That one shouldn't have been called. Colby Pleasance writes, Wall of Fame, Knox and Milano, they balled out. And also Josh Allen, he clearly bounced back today. No interceptions. Wall of Shame, Ken Dorsey, that guy sucks, and he makes Josh suck with him. Gettysburg, Bills need to play James Cookmore. <laughs> Let me see. All right, Mike, are you ready to see what our... Uh, our uh, our results were for our. I'm uh, I'm ready. Nate. Let me read. Let me read a couple more. Let me read a couple more. Okay, there's a couple more that are pretty good. Jason Statham writes Wall of Fame. Singletary and Cook had an awesome day running the ball. Missile Matt Milano. Oh, he likes Missile Matt Milano. Jeez, you don't like Matty the Mauler? Jason. Uh, Missile Matt Milano was everywhere and fa- fast becoming my favorite player. Dude, join the bandwagon, man. I'm telling you. Also, Tyler Bass was fire. Wall of shame, Ken Dorsey. He took too long to realize that we have a good one-two punch at running back. 
Good f- confidence boosting win. I like that one. Okay. And the last one. pretty good. What's that? Missile's pretty good. Missile? Matt the Missile. That's kind of accurate in how he plays, I would say. Bill Lasso writes Wall of Fame The Run Game. Singletary and Captain Cook are playing awesome. Milano and Kickin' the Bass. <laughs> See, he came up with his own, Kickin' the Bass. He did say Captain Cook, though. Do you like Captain or Captain Cook, Mike? Captain name. Captain is kind of a cool little, like, take on Captain Cook. So it's not literally the name of a Captain Cook in history. So. Wall of Shame, Red Zone Defense, Swiss Cheese Secondary, and the Refs. <laughs> yeah. Gettysburg, the Milano Sack. Shouts to Detroit for hosting and Pats taking down the Jets. Okay, this is the last one. MGD writes, Wall of Shame coaches. Still, we have a run game and weapons. Use them. Wall of Fame, Matt Milano balled out. Poyer, Singletarian Cook. Josh for realizing he's Josh, getting his head out of it, out of his ass and overthinking. Humble and hungry, all this hype. We've none we've won nothing. We have to earn everything. Good point. Alright, Mike, you ready? <clears throat> who do you think, John, who do you think had the better results for their nickname? Mine for for Tyler Bass? Or no, I guess I guess T Bass is kind of my nickname for Tyler Bass. But then also uh Matt Milano. Who do you think won? So um I think I'd say the T-Bass one and Cookie Monster one. Have you been watching it this whole time? I've been reading it? No, but I should have. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's do Mike's first. 108 votes. Which <laughs> name, name suggestion is better? Uh, let's see. We have um, <clears throat> Tyler the Angler Bass getting 10% and T-Bass getting 90%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like him, Mike. I like the angler, okay? I, I will say that. T-Bass is... It does roll off the tongue a lot easier. Yeah. Um, G- Greg from Cover One writes, Wow, that's terrific bass. <laughs> is a gif for it. <laughs> what does um, T-Bass mean? I I always like it because it was like sea bass, like kick his ass sea bass. You know, uh-huh. like Dumb and Dumber. But T-Bass is just like, well, you know, can't say sea bass. So, so. it's just... His name? <clears throat> yes. Like, I guess I just don't understand. I like how it rolls off the tongue, but to me it's just his name. Yes, oh, because it's, it's like a sea bass. Sea bass. Tea bass instead of sea bass. And oh, I see. Yeah, that's good. I do like ass, that. Tea bass. It's kind of like a whole thing. There's there's a few layers, and they're not all, you know. I like that. Oh, thank that's you. That's good. Wow. I... Wow. I... I, I, I I agree with you now. It rolls off the tongue much better. I like the angler, though. i got to be honest. And this isn't just me. I feel like we're just both patting each other on the back. <laughs> like, we usually don't agree on this, so this is nice. Um, <clears throat> then the which name, nickname suggestion is better for Matt Milano. Cookie Monster wins with 65%. Maddie the Mauler only has 35% with 90 of the votes. Um, I'll take that, though. I'll take only 35% of the vote with Maddie the Mauler. After I can't believe points. you got 35%. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have. No way you're getting above five. <laughs> well, I was like, I'm like a Cinderella team in the uh, in the NCAA <laughs> tournament. I'm a 16th seeder with Maddie Mahler. Maddie the Mahler didn't deserve like 10%. <laughs> I thought the angler was much better than Maddie the Mahler, to be honest. But I don't think people get the, the whole uh, fishing thing. So that's on them. 
the Cookie Monster is just kind of like I don't know. I get it. The it missile was good. Me. I gotta say, the missile was good. The missile, the missile, I do. I like that one too. Yeah. All right, is that what we're gonna call him? Cookie Monster's kind of. It's okay. I'll be like, yeah, the Cookie Monster with the Wall of Fame. It's like, eh, <laughs> like, like eating cookies is. But the Cookie Monster is like nice, you know. Like he's like. Yeah. True. He's, he doesn't maul. That's for sure. <laughs> the missile is good. I like it. Should I put it? Okay. How about I do this? Matt the Missile Mauler versus uh, Maddie the Mauler. Or Matt the Missile versus Maddie the Mauler. See which one wins that one, okay? Doesn't it... Don't people get exhausted by this? Or is this all they do? <laughs> no offense. Twitter is going to go away in roughly... Um, like, you used to be like, hey, I, I don't know, I've put a lot more thought into this. Now you're just like throwing shit at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I used to care so much more about this podcast. And, uh, yeah, not so much anymore. So, okay, any final thoughts on this victory? I think we've talked about it. I mean, we had time to go over several different nicknames, so I think we covered everything. Mike, you good? Oh, no, you're going to give us chances, right? Playoff chances and all that? Okay, I'll ask John for any final thoughts while you pull up this site. John, any final thoughts that we didn't get to? Nope. Mike? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think it was a good recap. So I got the playoff odds. The Bills to make the playoffs. You want me to just tell you or you want to? Yeah, it's gone long. Why don't you just tell us? 93% chance to make the playoffs. That's all they need just to get in. And it, Remember how many years we were just like, oh, they just need to find there's five games left and they need to win five and they need all these other things to happen. <laughs> we need they don't control their own destiny, but if these, if these, yeah. And Never then they would lose the, lose the next week, but they still weren't mathematically out. <laughs> yeah. Well, they could make it at eight and eight somehow if like, you know, a solar eclipse happens right over <laughs> Rochester and Buffalo. <laughs> and John goes on a hike with a machete. With <laughs> <laughs> 93% chance to make the playoffs. 51% chance to win the division. Frankly, that feels low. But these are the statistics, John. <laughs> uh, first round by a chance, 20%. Win the Super Bowl is at 11. So right now... They're the fourth best odds to uh, win the Super 100%, Bowl. Super, 100% Super Bowl. I disagree. Mike, who has better odds than the Buffalo Bills? The Chiefs, the Eagles, and who else? Cowboys after their big win. Ah, uh, wow. Okay. If the Bills but the Eagles, the like, right? Like, Eagles, not scared when they just squeaked by the Jeff Saturday-led Colts. Mm -hmm. And they lost last week against the Commanders. Like, Yeah. <clears throat> Hey, sometimes good teams lose to bad teams, you know? It's just the way it is. The Giants it seems like the AFC by is, the Lions, yeah. which we didn't talk about, and the Bills play the Lions next week in Detroit. So you never know. So thank you guys all for listening. Um, thanks to the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago for sponsoring this episode, as they always do. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. So signing off for John. I love you. Go Bills. <laughs> For Mike? Was that directed to me, John, or the audience? Yeah. Or, or Who the, do you the love? The listeners, not you guys. The listeners, okay. not us. Right. Okay. 
Uh, Go Bills, get ready for that solar eclipse, April 8th, 2024. That's so cool. And for me, Nate, Go Bills. Um, I love all the listeners as well and Mike. So we'll talk to you guys again next week. Go Bills. Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. <laughs>